Praise God this morning. I believe that by the mercies of God and by his abundant grace, uh, every one of you is well. And the uh, refreshing and the renewal of the Lord is yours um, today and always. We are thankful for another opportunity, another time to be in his presence. He's a good God. He's kind and merciful and gracious. And uh, his, his, his mercies endure forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's a day that the Lord has made. We should be glad in it. We should rejoice in it. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be uh, with you today again on your devices and in your home, in your car, wherever you may be. The goodness of God and the grace of God stand sure. God hasn't changed. He's with us. He's with you. And I believe that this um, um, time that we share together will be a, a blessing, will be an encouragement to you. You will be blessed. You'll be activated in your faith, inspired and motivated and to be hooked up with God and to walk with him. And, and I pray that uh, our fellowship today will bring a, a, an experience that will enable you to get closer to your God and to have um, a, a, an addition to your Christian experience and to your spiritual encounter with God. May God add to your, your, your faith and your experience and your walk with him in all of his manifold blessings, in all the fullness of his goodness. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for every hearer and every listener. I, I thank you that, Lord, you have a purpose for this broadcast. You have a purpose for this connection today, wherever they may be. I declare in the name of Jesus that your presence will fill our hearts and fill our homes and fill our devices, and you transmit your wisdom, your counsel, your spirit, and your, your might and your power. And you are knowing through this discussion and through this fellowship. And the Lord, you will encourage, you motivate, you will bless, you will, you will heal, you will save, you will deliver. You will break forth with your signs and your wonders and your, and your miracles flow. Your message, O oh Lord, that endure forever will break out upon your people. I declare in the name of Jesus at the sound of my voice that every work of the enemy uh, be crushed, be broken in Jesus' name. That your goodness and your kindness, O oh Lord, in in Jesus' name, will reach out, and that Lord, every hearer, the Lord will be blessed. Every hearer will be will be anointed. Every hearer will be encouraged. In Jesus' name, let the heavens be open, and let great blessings pour out. Even now and always, we'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Why don't you lift up your hands and talk in tongues and praise God and, and, and lift him up for a moment. Just uh, exalt the Lord our God, our King. Romaste in a verinito, rasta eregestopaha, rom tuspa, then fere tuscori. Give God praise, give him worship, give him glory, give him honor this moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Morasso, silenemento, parosi, silemento, rosta, rabakito, staramando, si silemento, robos paharikito, harmasto, rosta paharakito, randa. Let's release the spirit of salvation in Jesus' name uh, for those that need to be saved, uh, even today and even whenever they hear this broadcast. In Jesus' name, we'll release the spirit of salvation. The Holy Spirit will open the spiritual eyes and and spiritual understanding of men in Jesus' name to come to the place of faith in Christ. In Jesus' name, let's release the spirit of healing 
and deliverance and miracles and signs and wonders. Come on, lift your hands, release that anointing that in the name of Jesus, that even through this discussion, and even as we hear the word of God, God will move and will deliver and will save and will heal and will break out in the supernatural, in miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus' name, let's release the spirit of peace. We release the spirit of peace right now into the hearts of those that need your peace, that need the peace of God, and into the mind of those that need the peace of God. For you will keep them in perfect peace, those whose mind are stayed on you. And when they trust in you, we release the Prince of Peace to visit the hearts and the minds and the homes of, of many that need the peace of God. Let the peace of God penetrate and permeate every struggle, every battle, every any kind of frustration, any kind of confusion. Jesus' name will release God's peace and God's grace to break out into a bath now in the name of Jesus, in the hearts and in the minds of men. We break every chain, we break every yoke, and Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, friend, today I want us to have a very important discussion on the faithfulness of God. Our topic today is the faithfulness of God to discuss and to have a, a further understanding on what it means when, when, when we talk about God's faithfulness. Now, we, we know, you know, the word faithful, the word faithful actually means to be loyal. If someone is faithful, that person is loyal to someone or some group of people or to a particular cause. That person is consistent and, 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 and punctual and accurate in all his, his or her undertakings. So um, um, it means uh, faithfulness also means one to be true, one to be committed, one to be devoted and uh, unwavering and unswerving. One, some, some faithfulness also suggests that there is no error, without error, and uh, to be precise and accurate. Faithfulness also spells fidelity. If someone is faithful, that person is pure, that person um, um, is true, that person uh, has a sense of uh, purity and fidelity and devotion. Faithfulness means uh, dependability. To be, de you, you can depend on someone who is faithful. Someone who is faithful can be dependent on, can be relied on. It speaks of dependability, reliability, trustworthiness. If someone is faithful, you, that person exhibits trustworthiness. He has the qualities of being trustworthy. That person can be trusted, has assurance has veracity, has authenticity. To be faithful, faithfulness suggests, uh, um, uh, brings out the thought of authenticity. Someone who, is, who exhibits the qualities of authenticity, that person is not, um, not wishy-washy, that person is not fake, that person um, is, doesn't flip-flop, the person is faithful. It's not wishy-washy, doesn't flip-flop, he knows what he's about, or she knows what she's about, that person has conviction and persuasion and assurance, and he delivers. That is faithfulness. And so when you say God is faithful, we are saying that God has, a, has veracity, assurance, authenticity. He's reliable. He can, be trust, he can be trusted because he's faithful. And he's, he's pure and holy, and, and so he doesn't, he doesn't uh, lie. 
Hallelujah. So to the one that is faithful cannot lie. So we talk about the faithfulness of God. We're talking about the fact that um, he, he cannot lie. He's true and pure and, and righteous and just all the time. Now, the faithfulness is one of the attributes and characteristics of the nature of God. God, we know, is unchanging. He's the same and he doesn't change. He's an everlasting God. He's a God who is the same at the beginning and the same at the end. He existed. The word everlasting is even limited to describe and to present the nature of God. Uh, everlasting means there's no beginning, there's no end. So God uh, has no beginning, has no end. And uh, he doesn't change. If some, something is everlasting, it's the same. It doesn't lose its its glory doesn't lose its beauty, its splendor, its authority, its power. It doesn't lose its color. It doesn't fade. It's the same. God is the same. So one of the great attributes of God is faithfulness. And that means that he doesn't change in his nature and his character. It's not within God to fail. It's not within God to, um, it's not within his nature to fail or to disappoint or not to deliver what he has promised because it's eternal and because it's everlasting, and because his nature is faithfulness. That means that he there's no error in him. That means that he is dependable. Uh, you can depend on him. And he, he's just, that's, the dependability of God is the same. It, there's nothing changes it. No condition, no struggle, no battle, no pandemic, no evil. Nothing changes the fact that God can be dependent on. God is faithful. He is trustworthy. We can trust him. We can come to him in assurance. So that's what it, it means. Um, it is his character. It, it's it, what the attributes of God speaks of his character and faithfulness. Some of the attributes of God are that he's true, he's pure, he's holy, he's righteous, he's just. These things don't change. And, um, and he's sovereign, he's almighty, he's powerful. These, he's the same. Nothing shakes God, nothing swerves God. Nothing changes his attitude, his nature, and his character. He's everlasting. Amen. So the scripture has so much to say about his faithfulness. And there, there, are, there are some areas that we will need to look at when it comes to the faithfulness of God. First of all, his, 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 his eternal character. God has an eternal character. And because of his faithfulness, that, that character is still is the same all the time. If you look at Moses, Moses had an encounter with God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter three, chapter three of Exodus, God has spoken to Moses through the burning bush experience to go and bring deliverance to Israel in the land of Egypt. Moses wanted to be sure who he's talking to. So he said to God, when I go and tell the people that you have sent me, they will ask me, what is your name? So what kind of what, what kind of God are you? What is your name? Everyone has a name. So in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, the scripture says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go into Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? The soul says, and he said, certainly I will be with thee, and, and this shall be token unto thee that I have sent thee, that thou hast brought forth the people 
when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you. And they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, That shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. Now God speaks about himself. He revealed his name. The name that speaks of his eternity. He's an everlasting God. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He speaks of himself as one in the present. He's not a God of the past or of the future. He's the God of the present. And present means all the time. So in the time, in, in time past, he was present in time past. In the present time, he's present. In the future, he's also going to be present. He's I am that I am. That is what he is. He's a faithful God, unchanging. And the scripture says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, he says, I am the Lord and I change it not. It's very important that we understand uh, the, the, the steadfastness of God, the stability of God, the unchangeableness of God, that nothing, uh, you know, so many things change with time. Um, when when, when you, you, you have a, a paint on your house or a paint on, you, on your walls or you, you see, when you, the fresh paint brings to it a certain beauty and a certain glory. But with time, the paint will, will begin to will fade. When, when, you, when you buy your car, it comes with a certain beauty because it's new. And with time, the winter and the snow and the rain will beat upon the car and it begins to fade. Everything changes. But God doesn't change. He's the same. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, the scripture says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is I am, that I am. He's in the present situation. He's in the present circumstance. God has not gone anywhere in time of storms and trouble. God has not gone uh, out on a vacation. He doesn't go on vacation. He doesn't take a break. The Bible says that God is, he does not slumber nor sleep. When people get tired and we take a break and we take a vacation or we go to sleep, God does not sleep. He He's eternal. He doesn't grow weary. He doesn't grow tired. He doesn't faint in His, in his grace and His authority and His authenticity. God is the same. So He's right here, right in your home, right in your life, right in the center of your heart, right in the center of your situation. And whoever he is as God has not changed. Affliction and torment and difficulties doesn't change the nature and the character of God. And he doesn't change his mind about you. He doesn't change his plans about you. He's the same. He has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and he hasn't changed. You are the only one who can, who can stop God from doing what he wants to do in your life. So the Bible says in James, also in James chapter 1, if we can... Um, take a little bit of time in James chapter 1 and reading from verse number 17. It says, every good and every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And coming down from the Father of lights, 
with whom is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. James is saying that there is no variableness or shadow of turning in God. That means God is the same. There's, there's, no, he, 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 there's no variant in him. He doesn't change. There are no, like when you study algebra, you have a lot of variables represented by X's. There are no X's in God. He hasn't got any variableness. He's the same. He's I am. He's, he's present every time. He's everywhere. David says, when I go to the mountains, God is there. When Wherever he, you go, God is there. Billy Graham says that as long as he's, you are breathing, God is present. As long as you have breath, God is present there. God is everywhere. The Bible says in him we live and we move and have our being. It's one of his attributes is that he's omnipresent. It means he's everywhere and he doesn't change. There's no shadow of turning, not even a shadow. He doesn't change one little bit. He's the same. His strength doesn't wane. His authority, his power, his omnipotence, his omniscience, whoever he is, he is the same. So that's the first thing that we have to know, that his faithfulness is the same, and it doesn't change. Hallelujah. Secondly, because of the faithfulness of God, God cannot lie. God is not within God to lie. It's not within his nature and character to lie. The scripture tells Jesus talks about the devil as the father of lies. God is the father of truth, therefore, because Satan is the father of lies. It is within the nature and the character of Satan to lie. He is a deceiver. He deceives people. He brings deception. He brings traps and tricks. And he, 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 maneuvers, he, he maneuvers his way and manipulates people. That's the nature of the devil. God's nature is truth. And he cannot lie. It's impossible. God is impossible for God to lie. So he, in Hebrews chapter 6, the Bible says that because of his faithfulness, he cannot lie. He made an oath. He swore by himself and by his throne that it's impossible for him to lie. Hebrews chapter 6 and reading from verse number 18, the scripture says that by two, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Now, the scripture says that it's impossible. It is impossible for God to lie. That means he can be trusted. Whatever God said, he will do what he said. He cannot, he, he, he can't, he can't, he, he's not within him. He cannot do it. He cannot lie. He cannot promise and fail. He cannot manipulate you. He cannot bring tricks and devices to trap you. He's a true God, a holy God, a perfect God. He cannot just lie. Hallelujah. He's not like the devil. The devil is lying to people from eternity past, and he's still a liar today. So there's no way the devil can tell you the truth. There's no way the devil can tell. It's not within the devil to bring truth to you. All he brings is delusion, manipulation, and, and lies. So everything that the devil brings to you, may sound like truth, but it's not true. It's just a, 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 a device, a trick, a manipulation of the, of the truth, a perversion of the truth. He perverts the truth. It comes to Jesus and he quotes the scriptures, which is true to Jesus, but that was out of context and a perversion of the truth. So he will bring some things that seem to be true to you, but it's just a perversion of the truth to trap you and to bring destruction. He comes not but to steal, kill, 
and to destroy. But Jesus has come that we will have life, praise God, and have it more abundantly. The Bible says that God, we will have to have a strong consolation, strong consolation, comfort in the fact that, and that strong persuasion and consolation and comfort in the fact that it's impossible for God to lie. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entered into that within the veil. So we, we didn't ask. We know that we serve a God who is true, who cannot lie to us, who cannot trick, trick us or, or, or manipulate us. So God cannot lie. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, the Bible says that God is not man that he should lie, not the son of man that he should change his mind. Whatever he has spoken, he will also make it good. God is not man that he should lie, not the son of man that he should change his mind. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Scripture says in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus spoke about the scriptures. He says the scriptures cannot be broken. Scriptures cannot be broken. Um, let, um, let's, let's look at what it says in Matthew. Now, Matthew, Matthew says um, the I've got that in my notes, so let's let's do ten ten to Matthew chapter twenty four quickly. That is not uh, it's John ten thirty five that says the scripture cannot be broken, but Matthew four twenty five talks about that every scripture will be fulfilled. So let's look at it quickly. I hope uh, and get it right. Praise God. Matthew twenty four and verse number. Okay, Matthew 24, verse 35. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It means that everything that God has spoken will be fulfilled. It's just within his nature that his word uh, cannot lie. Heaven and earth shall pass away. His word shall not pass away. His, God, is, God and his word are one. His word is eternity. His word cannot pass away. It's forever settled. Amen. So let's get that right. And his word will fulfill, he will fulfill what his word says. Isaiah 55 verse 11. God's word will accomplish that which he promises. So now let's look at the third thing about God's faithfulness. It's about his, his promises. Because he's faithful, he keeps his promise. Because he's faithful, he keeps his promise. None of his promises ever failed. So we, we see that his faithfulness reveals his eternity. That's the number one. Secondly, his faithfulness reveals that he cannot lie. He cannot lie. He cannot lie to you. He cannot disappoint you. That's number two. Number three, because of his faithfulness, he keeps his word. He has integrity in his word. He has credibility in his word. He cannot fail in his promises. That's where the scripture comes in John 10, 35. Jesus says the scripture cannot be broken. It's impossible that what God has spoken and has been written to be broken, that it will not. Jesus says that half of the scriptures will be fulfilled, even consent, even regarding punctuations. We know that we know that even in the Hebrew manuscripts, there were no punctuations in the Hebrew manuscripts. But Jesus was saying that even if there were punctuations, the punctuations like commas and inverted commas and and uh, and uh, colon 
and full stops, even whatever the pan, even if there were to be punctuations in the scriptures, Jesus says every one of them will be fulfilled to the latter. So God takes care of what he has spoken. It is forever settled. In First Kings chapter 8, verse, verse 56, let's turn to it. First Kings. I love that passage. I don't know how many times I have preached on it, several times. First Kings chapter 8, because it speaks volumes to my heart. And it's, of course, it must speak volume to every child of God. First Kings chapter 8, verse 56, it says, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. The faithfulness of God is connected to his promise. If someone is faithful, he keeps what he says. When he gives you a promise, he will keep his word. According to all that he promised, they have not failed one word of his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses' servant. He never failed one word of his good promise. He never failed anyone yet. He didn't fail Moses and Israel and all the patriots and all the people that followed God. And he's not going to fail you. Hallelujah. Not one word of his promise ever failed. Now let's turn our Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 89 and 90. Psalm 119, verse 89. God is faithful, and that's the reason why he keeps his promises. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heavens. Forever, O Lord, thy word is is settled in that God's word is forever. It's forever. It is eternal. It's unchanging. It's forever settled. It's forever established. Nothing changes it. Nothing removes the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word remains forever. The Bible says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in the heaven, established in the heaven. And we know that heaven, God sits on, in, on the throne in heaven, and he's in charge of everything in all of creation. He made all things. He's, he, he rules all over all things. He propels all things by the word of his power. And his word is settled in the heavens. So his word rules over all things in the earth, in heaven, earth, and in hell. God is in charge. God is in control. He's forever settled in heaven. No one can go to heaven and change the word of God. No one can shake the word of God. Whatever God has said and promised, he will fulfill his promise to you and to me. Hallelujah. Verse 90 says, Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Hallelujah. Thou hast established the earth and it abided. God's faithfulness is unto all generations. He is not faithful to one generation and then not, he's not faithful to one generation and not faithful to another. All generations is the same. He's faithful to every generation. Hallelujah. Now, also the third thing that we have to know about God's faithfulness, because of his faithfulness, he keeps his covenant. Keeps his covenant. He, the, his, God's faithfulness reveals his eternity. God's faithfulness reveals the, his character, the fact that he cannot lie. God's faithfulness causes him to fulfill his promises. He's bound not to fail in his promises. And also God's faithfulness is embedded in the, his covenant. It's a covenant-keeping God. That's number four. The faithfulness of God reveals 
the integrity and the credibility of his covenant, the un unchanging covenant, the unbreakable covenant of God. When God makes a covenant with his people and with you, with his church, with Israel, or with anyone that comes in covenant with God, he must know that God will keep his part of the covenant, his part of the deal, and he will not change it, he will not break his covenant. Let's open our Bibles to the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, one of the finest books of the Bible, Deuteronomy, chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, and reading from verse number 9. Chapter 7, reading from verse number 9. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Praise God. I sense that presence of God come through right now, through my spirit. Hallelujah. I sense that faithfulness, the stability, the strength, the grace, the unction, and the anointing of God is coming forth, coming through, penetrating right now. Hallelujah. I want to tell your pets, the person next to you and tell them, God is faithful. He's right here. Tell the person, God is faithful. Tell another person, God is faithful. And he's right here. He's present in our situation, in your circumstance right now. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, the Bible says, Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God. This is something that you have to know. It says, Know this about the Lord your God. Know, therefore, that the Lord thy God. Do you know this about the Lord thy God? You have to know. If you don't know, you have to know. If you know it, and be assured in this knowledge about the Lord thy God. He is God. The Lord thy God, he is God. He is the true God, the unchangeable God, the everlasting God. He is God, the faithful God. Not what, what, what the inspired scripture, the Holy Spirit wants you to know, that beyond God, he is God, and he is a faithful God, the faithful God. Know this about your God that he is faithful. If you know it already, grow in the revelation, grow in progressive understanding of the faithfulness of God. If you don't know he's faithful, I'm telling you right now, the scripture says he's faithful. And if you know that he's already faithful, know more about his faithfulness. Be assured about God's faithfulness. Be assured of the fact that God is faithful. He's God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand gen generations. Thousand generations is like everlasting. That's all God is saying. In every generation, in every generation, God is faithful. Know this about your God. He is God, the faithful God. And because of his faithfulness, he keeps his covenant. The reason why if God's covenant cannot be broken, it's because he's faithful, and his faithfulness doesn't change. In every generation, he is faithful. Notice about your God, that you are in covenant. He made a covenant with, with uh, every covenant he made. made a covenant with Abraham. He will, it's an everlasting covenant. He won't break his covenant. He made a covenant with David. He won't break that covenant. He made a covenant with the people of Israel. He won't break that covenant. There's several covenants that God made with his people. He doesn't, he keeps a part, he keeps the, 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 the part of his covenant promises. He doesn't break them. And he has made a covenant with you and with me through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus shed his blood. And the shedding of the blood of Jesus 
uh, brought us into a covenant, a better covenant, an established covenant. A covenant is the same as a testament. So we have a covenant with God through Jesus Christ and through each other. His, his, his shed blood. The blood of Jesus brings us into a blood covenant with God. And the Bible says that we should know that this God is God. He's a faithful God who keeps his covenant. We are in covenant as children of God. Every child of God, born again child of God, is in covenant with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that covenant is unbreakable, cannot be canceled, cannot be annulled. Hallelujah. And because of that, to a thousand generations, from generation and generation to generation forever, God will keep his word. He will keep his covenant. In Psalm 89, verse 30, Psalm 89, all of the scriptures that I, I quote most of the time, Psalm 89 about covenant, Psalm 89. We read from Psalm 89, reading from verse 30 to 34. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 89, verse 30 to 34. The scripture says here, it says, if his children forsake my law, and walk not in my judgments, if they break my status and keep not my commandments, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Now, when the people of God do not listen, when they, they don't listen to God's word and they disobey God's word, they open themselves to punishments. They open themselves for God to withdraw his, 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 his covering and, and protection and allows them to go through some, some disciplines, some disciplines. Um, we see that throughout the history, the redemptive history of Israel. We see that in the life of every nation, every tribe, every tongue, or every person, and even the Christian. When you, you, you disobey, you walk in disobedience, you are, you know, because the scripture says what is, you sow is what we reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall Reap in the flesh, reap corruption. Whatever is you sow, that's what you reap. If you sow disobedience, then you are likely to come under some discipline, some punishment, just like a father or a parent to discipline their children when they, they walk in disobedience, there will be some punishments. But here, here, here's the good news. Here's the good news. It says in verse 33, Nevertheless, by loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. God, even though God's people probably will disobey God and go through punishments and some disciplines and some training that God will bring them into, he, because of his faithfulness, he will not leave them to be destroyed. Never. You are never going to be crushed. No good parent will, will, will discipline their children until they are, their children are broken, destroyed, or killed. No. No good parent does that. They, they are people, people are uh, parents uh, discipline their children. They, they, they try to punish them in some way or this, uh, they will ground them. They will not give them a vacation or they will not do something for them that they have to do because they want to take them through discipline. But no parent will allow their children to be disciplined to the point that they are destroyed. No, 
is because their parents are faithful and their parents are loving. The Bible says in verse 33, it says, Nevertheless, my loving kindness, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Because God is faithful, no matter the disciplines, no matter what you're going through, sometimes we go through stuff because of our own mistakes, our own error. Sometimes we go through stuff. That doesn't mean that anyone who's going through difficulty or oppression or some challenge in their lives, uh, they, they, have, they are working in error. Sometimes people, when you are doing the right thing, you even face trials. Some, you know, uh, recently I heard somebody say that sometimes weird things happen to people when they are obeying God. That is true. That is also scriptural. Sometimes in the center of God's will, you will face, you will face adversity, you will face opposition and, and distress. So don't go around judging people when they are having trials, thinking that they are walking in error. Nonetheless, we cannot overemphasize of the uh, emphasize the fact that when people walk in error, there will be some disciplines, there will be some chastisement come their way. But the Bible says, nevertheless, the loving kindness of the Lord will not utterly be taken from 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 God's people, nor suffer, nor nor suffer his faithfulness to fail. God's faithfulness will never fail. Because of God's faithfulness, when you are deviating, when you, you, you go away from the ways of God, because of his faithfulness, he will correct you. He will bring you into the center of his will. Hallelujah. Even when you step into error, because of God's faithfulness, he will bring you into the place of correct correction. Whatever you're going through, whatever the test, because of his faithfulness, that does not fail. He will come through for you. Verse 34 says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my mouth. God doesn't break his covenant because of his faithfulness. That's good news to me. Hallelujah. God does not break his covenant because of his faithfulness. And we are in blood covenant with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God so loved the world that he gave his only God inside. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus was given just to make a blood covenant, the most perfect covenant, a covenant that is above all, a covenant that cannot be broken, covenant that cannot be annulled, the covenant that comes with blessings and peace and promises and, and provision and protection and preservation. You know, when in, the, there's, in every covenant, there's a blessing part of the covenant. When people walk in obedience to the terms of the covenant, the blessings come upon them. When they walk in disobedience to the terms of the covenant, curses come upon them. But here is the good news. Because God's faithfulness cannot fail, and because he will not utterly take his loving kindness from his people, when people even disobey the terms of the covenant, when, they, when even there should be curses coming upon them, God will say, no, I will not allow the curses. I will correct them. I'll bring them to the place of repentance. I'll bring them to the place of restoration. I'll bring them to the place of reconciliation through the blood. And by my loving kindness and tender mercies, and by my unfailing faithfulness, hallelujah, I will not break my covenant. I will restore them. I will bring the blessing. I will bring the peace. I will bring the healing. I'll bring the reconciliation. I'll bring the restoration because of his faithfulness. Not because of my faithfulness or your faithfulness, but because of his faithfulness. He brings you into the center of his will, into the center of the, of the, of the, of the place where he can bring an outpouring 
of the blessings of the covenant upon you. Praise God forevermore. For me, that's good news, and I believe that's good news to you. Tell your neighbor that's good news, that God brings you in the place of restoration, in the place of the blessings of his covenant. Amen. Amen. There are some provisions of the faithfulness of God. God's faithfulness provides some things to us that I want us to look at before we bring this discussion to the close, the close and, and pray today. You know, God, God's faithfulness provides us with some wonderful uh, things. And the first thing I'd like us to look at is that the faithfulness of God brings preservation, provides us with protection and preservation. Because God is faithful, he will always protect us. Hallelujah. We, as children of God, we are not afraid of terror and evil. We are not afraid of the worst spiritual warfare going around us. We are not afraid of outbreaks, pandemics, sicknesses, diseases. We are not afraid of demons. We are not afraid of death. We are not afraid of anything because of God's faithfulness. He protects us. Hallelujah. He protects you from every bacteria, every virus, every germ, every demonic attack, and any, any disease and outbreak will not affect you as long as you stay in faith and praise God because of his covenant and because of his faithfulness, he covers you. Praise God. He covers us with his pavilion and with his feathers. Praise God. So God provides us uh, with protection and the child of God should not be walking in fear. You just obey the rules of, uh, of, of, of the healthcare professionals. Just do what you have to do. Take good instructions from health, all the healthcare professionals and the instructions of your government and don't disobey the rules, the scientific and health rules. Just do what you have to do. And as you do that, have faith in God. Don't be afraid. Don't walk in, in, in panic. This is not a time of panic for God's people. It's a time of miracles and breakthroughs. It's a time of courage. It's a time of faith. It's a time of depending and relying on the, on the faithfulness of God because he's trustworthy and because of his faithfulness, he will not expose you to be destroyed by any outbreak or any demonic attack. It's not only a, a, a coronavirus. It's not the only thing killing people around the world. I always say that there are all kinds of diseases long before coronavirus. It's coronavirus is only an addition. But whatever the condition, whatever the situation, you're not going to be destroyed. God keeps you. God provides uh, a protection for you, and he preserves his people. Now look at what the Bible says. Quickly, my time is running out now. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43 of the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. We go... To Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43, and we read verses 1 and 2, glory to God Almighty. Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43 verse one, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, 
We need to take fear away from our minds and our hearts. Amen. Our God is not a God of fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. He is taking fear out of our heart. Fear thou not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. God redeemed Jacob. He redeemed Israel. So has he also redeemed you. God has redeemed me. I'm redeemed of the Lord. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Ephesians 1, 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. The blood of Jesus has redeemed us. And therefore, we are not supposed to be afraid. We belong to God by covenant. We are in union with God. Verse 2, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with you. God says, go through the waters. You will be with thee. Go through the rivers. They shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. All these um, fire, rivers, um, uh, um, waters, they all spell out uh, adversity, problems, spiritual warfare, demonic activities, battles, troubles, struggles of life. But the Bible is saying that these rivers will not overflow thee. Hallelujah. You'll be able to go through the rivers, go through the waters, go through the fire. Will not, in the, the, it, you will not be burned. God protects his people. The whole, a lot of the Psalms speaks of God's protection. A lot of the Psalms, Psalm 91, uh, um, read Psalm 91 today before you go to bed, speaks of the fact that God preserves us in every way, no evil will come now our dwelling because we have made God our habitation. He will dwell in the secret place of the Most High and we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Lord will say of the, the Lord is our, he is our refuge. He is our fortress. Hallelujah. We, we, and God protects us. Guess what? He protects us because of his faithfulness. Now, let's turn all the way to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We, we, when we talk about the faithfulness of God, we can talk about the faithfulness of God all year round and we cannot finish. And we, we can talk about his protection, the way God protects us. We can talk about that all day and all year round and we can never finish the fact that God preserves and protects his people. But let's, let's look at what the scripture says, a very interesting scripture in 1 Corinthians in chapter 10. Verse 12 and 13. Verse 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. So we are always supposed to be alert and vigilant so that we don't mess up. We should stand. Amen. But here's the, the promise. Verse 13 says, Therefore, the, uh, the, uh, verse 13 says, They have no temptation, or that means test or trial, taking you by such as is not common to man. Uh, everything that you're going through today, it's happened to somebody before. You're not the first person going through what you're going through. Every, every challenge and every trial and every test is not new. The scripture says in the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon says, There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that you're going through today that hasn't happened before. All right? So every trial, every test 
is 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 not uh, uncommon to man. It's people have been through it before. God brought came through for them. But he says, but God is faithful because of the faithfulness of God, who will not suffer you to be tempted or tried above that which you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. Because of his faithfulness, no matter the test, no matter the trial, oh, hallelujah, no matter what you go through, God Almighty, amen, will come through for you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, this message is growing fatter and fatter and, and larger and larger as I speak to you. Um, so here's what I want to do. I'll do the second part of this message next week. There's still some wonderful things I want to share with you about the provisions that God makes available to us because of his faithfulness. It's the first part of it, and the first part is his protection. God protects you. God protects me because of his faithfulness. The scripture says in, in Psalm 3 verse 3 that he is our shield and he's the lifter up of our heads. Hallelujah. He's our shield. He's our defense. The shield speaks of a defense and protection. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3, the Bible says, our lives are hid with Christ and in God. Your life is hid with Christ. Your life is hid in God. So any, any, any attack of demons, any arrow, any dart of the enemy that he will throw against you will not overcome you. God, because of his faithfulness, will not allow that dart or arrow or that temptation or trial or test to crush you because your life is hit with Christ and in God. And because of his faithfulness, he will not allow you to be defeated, to be overwhelmed, to be overcome, to go under, to be crushed. No, God, because of his... Think about it. God is faithful, and his faithfulness does not change. And because of his faithfulness, he says, I will protect you. I'll preserve you. I'll cover you with my, under, with my wings and under my pavilion. He, he, your life is hid with Christ and in God. That for, for you to be overcome, you are the only person who can allow yourself to be overcome or to be defeated. But as long as you stay in Christ, stay in God, stay in the Word, stay in faith, stay in prayer, stay in worship, Stay in the will of God. And God also, also makes sure that he brings you into, the, into his will. He, you will not be overwhelmed. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. You have to do something about fear. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You are the one who is who's supposed to make your heart not to be worried, not to be troubled. Your mind to be at peace. Do something about fear that not. Because for you to be overcome, God will have to be overcome. Jesus will have to be overcome. And the Holy Spirit will have to be overcome. The devil will have to de defeat God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, defeat the blood, defeat all the angels in heaven before you are defeated. And if the devil knows that he cannot stand Jesus, which indeed he cannot, he cannot stand the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Spirit of God cast him out. He cannot stand the Father because the Father cast him out from heaven. The devil knows that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And your life is hid with Christ and inside of God. You are preserved because of his faithfulness. God will not allow you to be overcome and to be overcome and to be defeated. Good news. Amen. Lift your hands. Let's praise God today. We'll continue this message next week, and it's going to be more fun and more exciting as we get into this message next week. But I'd like for you to just raise your hands. Hallelujah. Let's praise God. Let's glorify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
lantos ti kuropustaramento ruhitos parayantos palananto sanda sikeremo kopaha lante ferikelo lord we praise you lord we glorify you hallelujah thank you for your goodness we sense your goodness this morning we sense your faithfulness this morning i give you glory and i give you praise and i give you honor hallelujah thank you father god for all the things that you have brought and done for us throughout this year bringing us into the middle of the year jesus name because of your faithfulness because you are you're you're faithful you watch over us hallelujah you keep us and you keep your promises you are eternal hallelujah because of your faithfulness and your mercy so lord and great is thy faithfulness we are not consumed hallelujah we praise you lord god and that your, your, your message and your faithfulness are renewed every morning. And today we have a sense of, uh, of, of the peace of God in our hearts and in our minds and all around us because you're faithful. You're watching over us. You are with us. And you are for us. You are in us. And greater is he that is in us. And our lives are hid with Christ and in God. We praise you, O everlasting Father. Lift your hands and thank him for many miracles in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, if you are sick in your body, in the name of Jesus, I command that condition in your chest to go. I rebuke the pain in your chest. Go now in the name of Jesus. It's as though you have some pain in the, someone has pain in the chest and pain in the heart. I, I rebuke that condition. I command it to go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke the condition in your blood. I rebuke the, the disease in your blood. I command your blood to be purified by the blood of Jesus and to be purified by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of the faithfulness of God, he keeps his covenant of, of healing. He's Jehovah Prophet. He made a covenant of healing. And I declare that every disease in your body be gone because God will not break his covenant of healing. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. We release the healing anointing, healing in the neck. I command the condition in your neck. In the name of Jesus Christ, right now, in a condition in your heart, go in Jesus' name, in a condition in your liver. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. In a condition anywhere, in any organ, in your physical body, in your knees, in your joints, in your legs, in, in your stomach. In Jesus' name, I rebuke them. I rebuke any virus attacking you at the sound of my voice. Anyone that is under the oppression or the oppression of this pandemic. And the attack of this pandemic in Jesus' name, saints of God, lift up prayer in the spirit. Let's break the fear and the power and the spirit of this pandemic over our homes, over our lives, over our loved ones. In Jesus' name, we rebuke the spirit of the pandemic. We rebuke the spirit of coronavirus. Jesus' name, we rebuke the fear that it brings. We crush the fear and we crush the spirit. In Jesus' name, anyone that has been affected and in and infected in Jesus' name, we rebuke the spirit and the disease out of them. Jesus' name, and we declare, let we declare immunity over our spirits by the blood of Jesus. We declare immunity and covering from every sickness and disease and any pandemic. Jesus' name, release the immunity, release the preservation, release the protection now in Jesus' name over you. And we break the fear, we break the unbelief. Jesus' name, we release the spirit of freedom and liberty. Hallelujah. Upon God's people and upon God's church right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. There's a healing anointing flowing. Receive the healing now. Re healing in your throat. In the name of Jesus. Healing in your colon. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Healing, healing everywhere in your physical body. 
in your arms. Release that hand now. Raise the hand. Hand now. The pain in your shoulder. I rebuke the pain in your shoulder to go. The numbness in your fingers and the tinglings in your fingers and in your legs and in your hands. I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Any pain and affliction in the lives of God's people. Now we bind and we command the diseases to go in Jesus' name. And you have blood vision. You cannot see clearly. I destroy the spirit that is affecting your eyes in Jesus' name. Let your eyes be cleared now. Now in Jesus' mighty name, let the demoness in your, in, your, in your sight be gone. Be cleared in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We honor you, Father God. In Jesus' name, there's a condition in your stomach, somebody's stomach. That you cannot, medical science is not able to fathom and to be able to resolve it. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that condition now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we rebuke every virus, we rebuke every cancer, we rebuke every curse of sickness and disease at the sound of my voice. Now, Jesus' name, let the healing flow, let the healing anointing break out and break forth now in a special way. Lord, I give you praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, someone cannot turn his head, especially to the right. If you turn your head to the right, you have this excruciating pain. I rebuke that condition now. Be healed and be loose and be free in the name of Jesus. Right now, after this service, just get up and stretch yourself, touch your toes, do something you couldn't do before. The healing anointing, whether whether your case was, uh, whether I um, uh, mentioned your case or not, the healing essence, the faithfulness of God, I sense the healing flow of God. It's yours today in Jesus' name. God is healing somebody's jaws in the name of Jesus. Your jaw seems to be, uh, you can't move it. It seems to be like locked up. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the medical description would that be, but your jaw, you cannot move. You cannot even chew properly. In Jesus' name, your jaw seems to be locked. I rebuke that condition. Go in the name of Jesus. Now we speak peace into our hearts. We speak peace into our homes. We release, come on, release the blood into your life, the blood of Jesus into your home, the peace of God over your going out and your coming in, the preservation of God and the protection of God over your life. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Let this week and this month and the rest of the year be, be, be anointed. May you be anointed with the faithfulness of God and with the Spirit of God. May you grow in the consciousness of God's faithfulness through the rest of the year and through the years ahead. In Jesus' name, rise up in, in confidence and in faith, knowing that God cannot fail. He doesn't break his covenant. He doesn't alter his covenant. We give God praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you heard my voice and you, did not, you do not know Jesus, you are not saved, you are not born again, you know that if Jesus were to come today and to rapture his church, you're not going to make it to heaven. You want to give your life to Jesus. You can do that right now. Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you. And he wants you to have a place in heaven. He wants to write your name in heaven in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you want to get saved and get born again and be reconciled to God and come into covenant with God through the blood of Jesus, just say, say this prayer after me. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you sent Jesus to come to the cross at Calvary to die for me. I believe with my heart that Jesus died for me. He shed his blood for my redemption. And I confess with my mouth 
that he should become my Lord and Savior right now. So Jesus, I invite you into my life. Give me a new heart and a new spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Redeem me and save me now. Write my name today in heaven in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I thank you for saving me because I believe in your death and in your resurrection. I thank you for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That prayer of faith brought you into salvation. The Bible says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, you have become righteous today. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So when you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior today, you were saved. You have become saved. Your name is written in heaven, in the last book of life. And I thank God for it. In Jesus' name. I want to pray over your donations and offerings. Father, in Jesus' name, because of your faithfulness, when people bring their donations and offerings to support your work and to bring their substance into your house, that there will be meat in your house. You will open the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing wherewith there's not room enough to contain. In the name of Jesus, let the anointing of increase and the anointing of prosperity uh, sanctify all their donations and offerings and tithes in Jesus' name. And let avenues and opportunities and insight and creativities and divine connections, O oh Lord, break out from heaven upon your people and upon your church. Bring uh, elevation and promotion. Accelerate oh God's success and prosperity in the life of all the hearers and the givers and all those who support your way. Jesus' name, we, we declare that the abundance will overflow. They will come into an increase of harvest that nothing can contain. There will be no room enough to contain the blessing, the favor, the grace, the productivity and creativity, and, 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 and the elevation and promotion that comes the way of your people. And I speak that and I release that. The anointing of increase and prosper cause their heads to be anointed with oil, that their cup will run over that your goodness and your mercies will follow them all the days of your, their lives, now and always. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you abundantly. Proclaim that the Lord is faithful. Say with me, the Lord is faithful. I know this and I'll continue to hold on to this knowledge. That the Lord is God, the everlasting God, the faithful God, say the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy unto a thousand generations. I thank you, Father God, that you are faithful in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you same time, same place next week. And encourage people to link up with us on YouTube as we come your way again next Sunday. Blessings and have a great week. Bye for now.